Welcome back, everyone, to After the Checkers with Kyle Hall. I am Kyle Hall, and that young fella right there is son of a legend, but we're not talking about the son of a legend guy. We're just talking about Sam Mars, the number 28 late model driver on After the Checkers. Welcome to the show, Sam. How are you? Good. How are you? I am well. I am well. Thanks for taking the time out of uh, what I assume is a fairly busy schedule, uh, and we'll get into that schedule and find out kind of what you're up to and and that sort of stuff. So first off, how old are you, Sam? I uh, just turned 19 here a couple of days ago. Okay, nice. Uh, and so you, like you're you're out of high school, right? You graduated yeah. a year ago and yeah. now you just finished up your first year of college. Yeah, so I'm a freshman here at UW-Stoughton-Menominee and I'm going for manufacturing engineering. So I just finished up my first year of that. Nice. Manufacturing engineering. Is there any reason that you would choose manufacturing and engineering as your yeah. your major? <laughs> yeah. So um just trying to use, I guess, the shop as much as I can once I'm done with school here. But my dad went for engineering and my uncle went for manufacturing engineering as well. So there's a lot of a lot of guys around the shop here that have engineering backgrounds. So right, right. Kind of a no brainer for me. For sure. Like you have uh like you, you could probably just by osmosis for the last nearly 20 years of being around the family sport, you could probably teach manufacturing and engineering at UW Stout. Yeah, I, I guess maybe someday. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so is, is the, is that a four-year program, I guess, after college? Yeah, it'll be around four to five-year program. Something, okay. something around there, depending on. How it goes, I guess. I was just gonna say, depending on the race schedule, and if I miss finals for a for Volusia or <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah, we got uh, tight here last week with Mississippi Thunder in our finals. A couple of us we had to drive back, so yeah, that's uh, you'll you'll have to pay your dues on both sides on, on the school side and the race car side. You, I would imagine you'll probably have to miss a, a race or two to get through it, but that's uh, that's a small price to pay to to have the future for the business. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's be tough, but it's definitely doable. I know um, Dustin Sorensen, he's been doing the, going for the same major and he's just about done. So he's been able to run a full schedule. So I'm sure I'll be able to as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, so speaking of the business uh, and we, we talked about this a little bit before we hit record here, but I, I see Mars race cars on, on, <laughs> race cars like on the on the wing of a race car here there on the side of a race car somewhere and then everybody knows mb customs what is what is the difference between mars race cars and mb customs yeah so mars race cars back in the day before kind of everything before they started building chassis my dad and my uncle and everyone that works at the shop here but mars race cars was kind of like the service of either building the masters built cars putting them together or taking in refurbishing um, old race, like master's boat race cars, stuff like that, going through, maybe putting tin, going through front end, scaling. They did a lot of setup stuff back then, so helping other people out. And so that's Mars Race Cars. And then MB Customs is obviously the chassis. So they came out with, I think the late models in 2008, 2007, 2008, somewhere around there, 2009 maybe. And then Customs Modified was around the 13, 12 or 13. Yeah, that's much more. Yeah, yeah. So, so. And, and then this one, like we talked about this and I was uh, embarrassed to ask even, but what is MB? 
Yeah, so the MB, it stands for Mars Brothers. So my dad, uh, Jimmy, and then my uncle Chris. So they they started it and turned into Mars Brothers chassis, so MB. I love it. And so, like, it's, it's one of those things where you just hear it's just MB custom. Like, there is no sort of, like, oh, that's a shortened up version of what it used to be over here. Because it, it, to my knowledge, it was never Mars Brothers custom mm-hmm. chassis or anything like that. So it's not like a shortened up version. It's just MB and everyone just says MB. And so I never knew what it was. Now we know Mars brothers. Yeah. I like it. So, so it's you, we talked about again, before you have some massive shoes to fill, um, you're, you're starting off well in college with, with engineering and, and, uh, manufacturing. That's the family business. But on the race driver side of things, obviously your dad is is legendary, you know, late model driver. And and you is it was it a choice to not like could you have run a different class? Like would, would that have been okay if he was like, no, dad, I want to start in a B mod? Yeah. So once I got done with the go-kart stuff, we talked about, I guess we we're like talked and kind of just decided we we're gonna go to a B mod route. We we're trying to find some old somebody's old MB to buy, whatever. And then right around when I was getting into it is kind of when the USRA late models came onto the scene. And it kind of was just yeah. a perfect fit, you know, with it's pretty I mean, it's the same as a late model. It's just a great late model. So right. yeah. It just kind of it kind of worked to go that route. And then we went and did that for probably two or three years and then moved into the Wasota stuff where we're at now. So So you started um, like you're only 19 years old and you're, you're like in your sixth year of late model racing. Yeah. So it's, so this year, I guess this year will be my, be my seventh full time of late model, fourth full time with soda. And then, um, 14th year driving something. That's nuts. So. That's like, you were five years old. You started racing. Racing go-karts. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So you're, you're in a lot of laps is what is that's what I just hear right there. Even at a, a, a super young age, you're there's you're no stranger to to sliding sideways kind of things for sure. So is like you've been the, for two times in a row now, 2021 and 2022, you were the Wisconsin state champion for Wasoda in in Wasoda late models, like in the big late model, as far as I say big as big as there is around here kind of thing. Cause we don't have the full, you know, big time open cars, but mm-hmm. the, is there like, how hard is, do you set out at the beginning of the year to like, I want to be state champion or I want to be national champion or is there, do you just go race and let the chips fall where they may? Well, the Wisconsin stuff doesn't, I don't really ever plan on running for that. I guess it's just, if you think about it with the late model stuff, there's only two, just late a handful, was, yeah. Two, there's only two tracks that have a sort of late models weekly, and they both run on Friday with Gondic Law and Menominee. So, sure. you know, I ran Menominee weekly in 21, and then got to the end of the year, you know, I go to Rice Lake or Gondic, wherever, or Superior, you know, wherever. And then I'm like, oh, you know, we'll see what, see who's leading national points or whatever. And I'm like, oh, there's a Wisconsin point. So I clicked on that, and I was leading it. And I'm like, oh, I wonder when this ends. It'd be kind of cool to win. And it was already over with. So I, didn't, I, guess, <laughs> nice. I, really didn't, I didn't realize that that happened until afterwards. And then in 22, 
I didn't think I was going to get it because I was planning on going to run some Dirt King stuff and this and that. And then I skipped a night of Menominee to go to the Dirt Million with my dad to help crew on his car. So I didn't, you know, I didn't think it'd be in reach. And then I had a win at um, Superior and then ran good at Menominee, Rice Lake, Ashland, whenever they had stuff going on there. So just worked out again. Yeah, that's nice. So it's, I've interviewed several guys that have been national champions in, in whatever their respective class is. And almost nobody starts the season going national champion or it's a fail kind of a thing, uh, or right. even state champion. Like you say, I don't think anyone really like aims at state champion or I think even very few people aim at track champion. Like there's, it's probably more people trying to be a track champion than a state champion. Um, yeah. It and and you know, end of July, middle of August rolls around, and people start looking at the points and going, "Man, this I could. We should try to get this championship thing and and try to get there." And and then it kind of you go into overdrive mode for the last you know month and a half or two months of the season to to try to get to that national championship. Is that something that you want to do? Or is is there a a national do you want to be able to say sam mars was so the national champion in the late model well i mean obviously i think it'd be cool you know you always you always want to unload the year try and be wherever you go you want to be as competitive as possible competing for wins so kind of is what it is there but with the late model stuff it's tough in western wisconsin because there's really no tracks unless you go you're gonna have to travel a lot yeah i mean if you either have to be from out west it seems like you can run um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or if you're from up north, you can run um, with Grand Rapids and then Superior, Hibbing, Proctor. Yeah, yep. So a person could do that. Where Ogilvy where has at. them now on Saturdays. That you you're not yeah. horribly far from Ogilvy. Yeah, yeah. It's just tough because they um because Cedar Lake's just so close for us. So we'll go run over there um yeah. quite a bit, but we really only got Red Cedar, but. The bigger one for me, I guess, to chase is the Challenge Series. So that's that one. It makes more sense for me, I guess, to run it. And then with this year, with the national points going down to twenty races for the late yeah. miles, it might be it might be more attainable. We'll just see, like you said, mid August or mid July, August. See where you stack up. See take how many. A, wins. Yeah, take a peek. Yeah, just go, just go yeah. put the blinders on and race for a couple three months, and then see where you're at. And if you're if you're within 30, 40 points. Well, then all of a sudden it's, it's a real thing. And if you're not, well then just continue to have fun racing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, we're just gonna, we're gonna chase the challengers this year and try and, um, my goal is to win that. So I think that'd be pretty cool to go be able to do that. That's a big, big deal around Wasota country to, yeah. to run good in that. So I've always had fun going to those races. I've never been able to put a full season together and run it all. So, that's my goal setting out this year to be able to run that. And if it, you know, if I'm able to run good weekly stuff, maybe win a couple of challenge series races. And then next thing you know, we're looking at national points, you know, maybe we'll yeah. start trying a little harder then to race in some more, but we'll see. It's, it's just kind of tough because between that and then I'd like to try and do some other sanctioned races too. So we'll sure. see what happens there. Yeah. And then I, I mean, at late in the year, you're back to, I mean, middle of August, you're going back to school probably. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, you got to throw that layer on top of it as well too. So that's, um, 
Yeah, you got your work cut out for you. When, like when you start actually like going through the motions, putting the pieces together, you're like, well, that's going to be complicated if you're going to go after it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously, I'll, if it comes to the point of we're in contention to do something, you know, I'll obviously work as hard as it takes to do get that done. But um, yeah, we'll just we'll just have to see if that's even something possible. I don't know for sure. Absolutely. So there. So going back to the to the the outside of the race car stuff is there like how involved are you at mb like are you out welding stuff are you design are you using your engineer your one year of engineering stuff at college are you sketching stuff up saying dad i think if we change this this would be a little better no no i no. don't <laughs> no um, no my day-to-day stuff um kind of is the same most days i'm I do a lot of the shipping and receiving here at the shop. So okay, everything that comes in on FedEx or Speedy or UPS throughout the day, I'm inventorying that, putting it away, unboxing it. And then kind of towards the afternoon, we get all the parts calls in the morning. We get it processed. Our parts guy, um, Aaron Wilson, he also races a late model around our area. But um, he goes and processes all that stuff and then, so then he'll tell me, hey, so-and-so needs a bumper or front-end part or whatever. Then I'll ship that out, and then we'll get it all shipped out and build. And nice. That out the is door. There, I, that's a, you just said something that made me think of a question is, like, how many people at Mars Race Cars race? Yeah, well, we got Lots. pretty much every employee we got here is either drives or has a part in racing. So I'll just I'll go through the list. So we obviously got James Giassi. He races. Yep, uh, late yep. model. Um, my dad used to race, I guess. Yeah, he he's, doesn't, he, he's not a race car driver anymore. <laughs> no. And then um, Dustin Sorensen, our house car driver, AJ Demo, uh, Dan Bargander. We got Justin Weinberger. He races a mod this year. Mark Hessler races. Um. Tony Canta, his dad, John, races, so he's yeah. a chief yep. on that. Mark Hessler, he works at the shop. He races a late model. Um, Jamie Biznet, he works in the sheet metal department. He races races a B-mod at Upper Own Rice Lake or so. Um, Aaron Wilson, like I said, he races a late model. And then my Uncle Chris, he, he's always been a crew chief for my dad. He used to drive early on in their their career but uh and then mark girth he works for my uncle chris he used to race modified um trying to think of who else we i'm probably forgetting somebody yeah, maybe forget there's a lot oh, of names uh, and then we got um tanner gale he works he goes to stout as well he races a b mod um I don't know, but there's, so it seems like I, everybody, everybody that works here has something to do with racing. Yeah. Yeah. There, so there's a, what I heard right there is there's the high likelihood of a real quiet Monday morning. If there's, if there's a big pileup and turn one off the drop <laughs> of a flag, someone's getting their ass kicked Monday morning at work. It's <laughs> probably the opposite, more or less just avoiding each other, but no, yeah, I mean, exactly. there's stuff that's happened obviously in the past, but. At the end of the day, it kind of is what it is. You just gotta gotta get it fixed and yeah. go try next week. But I yeah. mean, obviously, 
seems like the guys around here, you know, they have good respect for each other and race hard, clean. So yeah, yeah. Usually, usually works out good most of the time. But if know, you're the if you're that. the guy that's got to 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 cut it apart and fix it the next week, it, but it's on your dime. It's not on company time. It's on your time. You're probably going to be nice about about ramming into on the bottom on on turn one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you just it's more. Kind of just got to know, got to watch out for what's going on. You know, you know, I never want to wreck anybody, but especially somebody I've not a coworker on, <laughs> exactly. on your team, I guess you'd say. So let's talk about father sons racing together. Is you mm-hmm. you you got to do that quite a bit? Not yep. probably as much as you'd like to, but but quite a bit. You you and dad got to race together. Is there? Do you do you know the record? Like who is it? Is Jimmy one more than Sam or is Sam up on dad? Uh, I'd say we're about 60 to two. No, I don't know. <laughs> He's beat me so many times. I don't even remember. I've, yeah. I got my one win at Rice Lake two years ago against him. I beat him. And like, like he DNF'd and you beat him or you? No, he won second. He got second. Okay. So. That was you- one. Do, do you, is there a chance in hell that he let you in? I don't know. Obviously, that's, you think about that, but then he's like, well, no, I'm going to make you earn it. And then he had races or, I mean, there was a race last year at Menominee where I was running the bottom and the top came in, he passed me. And, you know, he's, and then, I mean, we were racing hard there at the end. I was trying to slide him and then he kept driving around me, so. You know, it was, he said in the is interview, there, he's not going to give them to me. So has there ever been a, a, a an incident? No, no, we nope. never touched once. Oh, nice. there was one time there was a car that broke in front of me and it was passing point here. I says, so he went for the hole and I think he hit my door or something like that, but it was, no, it's nothing yeah. crazy. It's yeah. At the end of the day, he's got his crew and he's got sponsors to please as well. So Heck yeah, he's got yeah. he's got to do what he's got to do for him, and obviously, he helps me hunt and for you sure. Know, I'm sure he gives me more room than he would others on the racetrack. But we also we have fun racing hard. So yeah, yeah. There's um, certainly on a way lesser level. My son, my oldest son, and I got to race together a little bit and. And uh, there's nothing better. Like he, there's you want to beat the other person, and I've, mm-hmm. I will, I've never let him win, and and <laughs> I will, I would, I'd bumper him up, and oh yeah, like I for sure, like I wouldn't, not, I would never wreck him, kind of thing, and right, and uh, but I, I want to beat him, and he wants to beat me, and that's just the yep. way that it is, kind of thing. So oh, absolutely, and then there's between that, and then when we're sharing the track together, racing, like he was. He said part of the reason that led to him wanting to be out of a car is he was leading the Lesotho 100 and he kept looking up at the board to see where I was. So that's that's kind of cool, too, when we get to race together. That's yeah. why he wanted to watch, get to be able to watch me some more. So. Right, right. That's pretty cool. So I, I, I'm I'm thinking of uh, at the at the most recent Lesotho 100, just last fall, he won a race. And I'll, remember if it was a feature race or if it was a qualifying race or something, but he, he got up onto the victory lane there and they always do the interviews on, on dirt race central. And 
and uh, he, he all he did is talk about his son and how great his son was doing and i thought man that's a that's a dad right there that's pretty damn yeah. cool and so yeah that was yeah i think that was a heat race last year because i won the one before and he was starting in the front row so on stage that's and he exactly. could watch yeah and, yeah. yeah that was cool yeah. to be able to do that too that is pre- that is pretty neat so well, we do this thing on the show, Sam, called the um, YourMTH.com Rapid Fire Questions. And what it is, is it's five questions that may or may not have to do with racing. And the whole thing is brought to you by uh, YourMTH.com, which is Minnesota Trek headquarters. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with with those oh, yeah. guys. And they're, yep. they seem to be everywhere because they are everywhere. Five different locations here in, in Minnesota everything from big old giant jacked up trucks and little cars and SUVs and grocery getters and commercial vehicles. I promise if there's someone watching that needs a toter, needs a a top kick to haul a a 35 foot long trailer, something like that. If you call them, they'll find the dang thing for you and and get you rolling down the road. So uh, yourmth.com, give them a shout at earning your business. Five questions. Some have to do with racing. Some have nothing to do with racing. Question number one is, what is your most embarrassing dirt track moment? Ooh, yep. I got it. It's right there. Um, <laughs> Quick. Yeah, yeah, I got it. So I think it was in 2020. It was my first year racing the Wasota Light Mile stuff. And the Silver 1000 got canceled. So they had the prelude to the clay at Ashland. Yep. And we qualified, we did qualifying for that. So I'm like, all right, no, this is cool. Never been to Ashland before. Didn't think nothing of it, whatever. I bet I know exactly where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. Drove in and wanted to, it had a pretty good cushion. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to drive even harder into three. And it was dust around with my car and backed in the wall and knocked the, knocked the rear clip off of the car. So it was. That is not where I thought it was going. I thought you were going to say that you put it on the pin and then skip the scale or something. No, that would be bad. Probably that, be worse. That but, would be worse. Yeah. Yeah. And the worst part about that whole deal was, um, so I went and, you know, that I did that back then the wall felt pretty bad about myself, whatever. But the, in turn, the embarrassing part was the couple, probably an hour before the races. I'm talking with my dad. We did a, a track. I guess we drove on the four, drove around on the four wheeler. I'm like, all right, dad, you know, you've won a couple of red clays here. You know, what do I got to do? He said, whatever you do, don't go high in turn three. And sure enough, that's yeah. <laughs> that lasted exactly one and two is, is yeah. that's how long that advice lasted. Yeah. So, so um, that'd probably be my, to, to date, my most embarrassing moment. In Did car. he? Did he just shake his head when you got back to the pits? It was, yeah, I, yeah, it was yeah. not. Wasn't very happy with me, but I bet rightfully not. So rightfully so. So I understand it. Yeah, no, for sure. So, uh, second question is: Do you name your cars? I don't. I've had had a couple of my other buddies in racing. You know, they name their cars, and I always want to think of something, but. Whatever I think of to choose just doesn't fit. So I just kind of, you you always hear about that in, in like in NASCAR, there was always, you know, that's, you know, there was the famous T-Rex car that Jeff Gordon drove and, and you know, there's PT 109 there, like all of these different 
you know, they, they name their cars. Like they, it just, but I think it's an organic, like you say, you can't force it. It just happens. I think, you know? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't had one yet. So I guess unless I get creative, probably not. That's uh, maybe that's the secret though. You gotta, you gotta have a relationship with the chassis, you know, and you can't, can't have a relationship if you don't know her name. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, so number three, this is a, a little bit, we kind of went over this a little bit is other than the other number 28, that guy that's doesn't race anymore. Who do you take advice from? Um, obviously my, oh, my uncle, Chris. So I try and listen to everything that he has to say to me because yeah. he told my dad, I mean, he's kind of, he also helped make my dad what he is with yeah. driving stuff too. So, so that's listen a- to him. It's a, is he the engineer in it? it? Like your, is, is your uncle, the guy that's bar, you know, like the geometry of a chassis, is that your uncle? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of all of them, but yeah, Chris is, Chris does a lot with that stuff too. And then, I mean, obviously like my dad and AJ and everybody, everybody in the design part of it does that as well. But yeah, like the, he's, he's a big part of it. And then, okay. um, I take it. I take advice also from my um grandpa Paul. He, Paul Gilberts. He raced probably for I don't even know how many years, but he retired in no one I think racing. And so he's he's been he's a good Wasota Wasota driver, and he actually ran. Um, what was it? I think he got fourth one year at the USA Nationals. So nice. That's a big yeah, deal. So, want a red clay too so yeah he's he's run good before for sure for sure it's always good to have somebody in your corner and now obviously you you probably take the most advice from from dad but there's it's actually in the car driving advice i'm sure is from him but it's even sometimes fathers and sons don't communicate super fantastic and it's nice to get something from somebody else right oh absolutely Yeah. yeah yeah And so, uh, what is Sam Mars's hidden talent? Ooh, like is there I, something that would be like out of let, like has nothing to do, like you play the piano or you strum the guitar or like you got a voice like an angel? Like what? What is the no? No, <laughs> no um, I don't really know. I don't. I mean, I kind of really only did racing for. I mean, I was good at like baseball, I guess, if that counts. But sure, we played played baseball for a while, so I guess if that was it, that'd be it. I guess. Yeah, that's that's not so hidden. Like that's just a right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. I'm not really sure. I don't really have a hidden talent. I guess it's all just right there. Right, it's the the spacer between the steering wheel and the seat. That's the that's the talent. <laughs> I I guess some yeah. days. <laughs> Uh, question number five in the last of the ormth.com rapid fire questions is a would you rather, okay, like a this or this. So, yep. would you rather dance every dance at a wedding? So, you're out on the dance floor, you're dancing, no matter what the song is, you have to dance to it, or on stage singing every song like karaoke style. I'd probably go out dance. Yeah, I think I can't I, do either. So it'd be tough. Exactly but... me too, Sam. Is I would I would choose dance because that's less embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't do either. 
yeah no i'm yeah. i'm with you there i can't i can't sing or dance so i'd have to probably go with dancing dance yeah you can it just you can just move a little bit and then call yeah. it dancing so yeah very right. cool that's the uh the yourmth.com rapid fire questions and the last segment that we wind up is called the pay it forward question and that's where my last guest asks you a question and then you are going to ask my next guest a question and the question for you is coming from I, I I'm sure you probably know him or at least I heard the name Justin Fremming. Do you know Justin? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think he won the silver last year, right? Silver I, 1000. I don't know. That would I don't know that, but that would be cool. Yeah, I think that's I think that's where I've heard. Yeah. That yep. Number number. So he made he was a B mod driver for a long time. He's been a B mod driver and rate sort of middle to end of last year made the switch up into an a mod and quite literally set the world like he it's like he'd been born in a late mod and or a a a mod and just running it his entire life because he like <laughs> lit the world up in that, yeah. in that a mod so um his question for you was do you see yourself kind of following dad's footsteps a little bit in ever running full national tour World of Outlaws or Lucas Oil, you know, one one of the big national tours. Yeah, um, it'd be cool someday. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's definitely a goal to be able to get out on tour and, you know, maybe Rookie of the Year, maybe even. I mean, it'd be cool to win a World of Outlaw Championship or Lucas yeah. Oil Championship for sure. Um, obviously, the first win's got to come before that on that stuff. Yeah, so. Exactly. Right, but um. No, I mean, I, I definitely think it'd be cool to be able to get out to that stage. Um, I'm just going to kind of take my time getting there, try and get the, you know, try and have a good season in Wasota. That'd be, that'd be the first stepping stone to that. So right. we'll just see what the, see what the building blocks, I guess, in place has for that. Um, I've been able to run a couple of World of All races. I had a decent run at Menominee last year. It was in top five most of the race. So, um. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I think it'd be cool to get out there and race with them guys sometimes. So, what absolutely. is that like? Like, wait, like you just ran, like you're saying, you ran top five in a World of Outlaw late model series. So that means you're there's some massive names that you're in you're in front of, like because there's there's ten or twelve household dirt track names in the World of Outlaw series, and if you're running fifth. That means there's six or seven of them behind you. What is, what is, is there a realization of that while you're racing? I mean, yes and no, I guess you could say like you, when you're in the lineup looking at these other cars, it's like, Oh, there's Shane Client. No, there's Chris Madden. No, there's Mike Marler. Yeah. You know, the list goes on, but I think at the end of the day, kind of, you can kind of come back to it and realize that, they're obviously really good late model drivers, really good drivers in general, but we have really good drivers in Minnesota as well. You know, yes. I mean, you got like a guy like my dad, he'll go out and he'll compete with them guys for wins. Every and then we time. come back and race with them weekly at Menominee. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you kind of train for it, I guess, in a sense, but and then we got, we got a race against um, AJ. He ra- Demo, he races yeah. a lot. He's won. Lucas Oil race. He led yeah. led um, USA Nationals. Probably should have won it one year and heard an engine. And then you had you got Pat Dore. He's. I was just gonna say you got the Double One Express that yeah, Pat, like, he's ran every the, damn week. Yeah, he's ran the um, 
He's ran the Outlaw Tour before. And yeah. Ran for rookie. And then, you know, you think about that stuff. and But then once you get racing them, you know, they're just another car. Just another car you need to pass. You just, you just got to gotta treat it as that because then you'll – I mean, you can think about who's behind you, I guess, in a sense. But at the same time, it makes you drive that much harder because you want to beat them. Yeah, yeah. So – Plus, they're sitting in their car and staging going, holy shit, that's Sam Mars. No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Mike no, Marler probably... looked over and went, crap. <laughs> yeah, it could no, happen. No, definitely not. Um, it was, um, no, it's, it's cool to race against some guys for sure because you get to watch them every night. And, Heck yeah. yeah. And when you're out there doing it with everyone racing against them. So it's pretty cool for sure. Yeah. For dang sure. So, and you have a, 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 your comment about, we have a lot of drivers in Wasota. Like you look at Ricky, Pat, your dad, like there's AJ, there's some names that, that have at least dipped their toe into big, big time racing and, and not, it's not an embarrassment by any means. Like they're right there, right at the top. You know, maybe there's a bad night from time to time, but the best drivers in the world have a bad night from time to time. And, right. and, and, uh, so yeah, you've got good footsteps to follow towards that goal. So, okay. So that's the, the question towards you. You now have to come up with a question for my next guest and my next guest, we're, we're going from Wasota late model to Wasota Hornet. And, uh, the, the, the next guest is a guy by the name of Mac Johnston and Mac is a, he's a, a Hornet driver. Like I said, owns a business here in Minnesota, kind of over on the Wisconsin side of Minnesota or closer to Wisconsin than I am. And, and he, he's like a, a fast Hornet driver, I think has intentions of maybe being an open wheeled guy eventually with a, with a B mod or an A mod kind of thing. And uh, what would your, what would your question for, for him be? Um, tough isn't it <laughs> yeah you just kind of um i would say oh i'd ask him what if he were to move up someday what would be what's he looking forward to the most about moving to a different class okay that's a great question um to the most That would be, that's a good question. Cause I don't, I know Mac a little bit and I don't know whether it would be just going faster or hearing a V8 smelling race get like the, like what are the things that are cool about driving a big car versus a, a little car kind of a thing. So that's yeah, a, those are great questions. There's a, a friend uh, that I work with that, that is rookie this year. And he said, he literally goes out in the garage and starts the car up just to smell the race gas. Like it's, there's something just magical about race gas. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. After being able to get racing again last week, there's a lot of people who, including myself, were like a kid in a candy store, just yeah. being able to smell the race gas and cars. And, yeah. That's the sure. same. Like there was a, a, I'm the announcer at Granite city in mm -hmm. St. Cloud here. Yep. Uh, which I, I'll get to announce you. If you're following the, uh, the challenge series this year, I mean, that will be exciting because you'll, we'll get to meet in person. And yeah, the, there was a, a, a practice there in the, 
kind of get there and you walk up to the fence and there's a couple of cars, you know, just real slow making, you yeah. know, kind of letting it, letting everything seat into where it needs to be kind of thing. You just don't roll out onto the track and mash it. And, and the first time it come by, just kind of by, and there was like a, the, the exhaust come right. I mean, like it was blowing right into my face and I was like, oh, okay, now it's summer. Like this is now yeah. we're here, man. There's, this is good. So Awesome. Well, Sam, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day and being on after the checkers with us. And uh, I wish you best of luck in 2023. I, I hope that at the uh, banquet come November that you're holding up the big trophy in that challenge series. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're going to be working hard towards that goal for sure. And hopefully it comes, hopefully it can come true. Yeah, absolutely, man. Sam Mars on after the checkers, everybody.